Hello, everybody, and welcome to the 219th episode of the Shattered Order podcast. I'm your host, Goodnight Punk, and with me, as always, is my good friend, Wink. Wink, what's going on? Do I need? I think I know what's going on. Do I need to to answer that question? (laughs) Do I need to answer that question? Um, And if you want to know why I'm super sour, like this delicious (laughs) sour beer from our friends over at Melvin Brewing that I'm drinking, uh, you'll have to go back and watch the live stream for 219 and figure out. uh, I'm not even going to talk about it. Yeah, go check out the live stream. You'll see what's going on here. We'll move on to something a little more uh, interesting for everybody out oh, there. Hold on, listening. hold on though. That that GAC stream oh, was lit though. Let's be honest. Oh, if you want to hear the best commentating since uh, Cotton in Dodgeball, uh, you've got to check out the GAC stream we just did. Uh, Wink is the best hype man you'll ever meet. Yeah, he had a lot. Of <laughs> he uh, had a lot of fun on that one, and so did I. So. That'll be, uh, we'll try to get that up on the YouTubes as well so that everybody can see it because it was great. Um, I only got, so, I, well, I got, we'll, we'll talk about that here in a second. We'll talk about JC in a second. Yeah. All right. So what I was going into was going to oh, say, yeah, we had a giveaway over the last week and a half. And I want to say thanks to everyone that participated because Absolutely. in the end, there were 536 Damn, entries into the lot. giveaway from 175 different people, which makes... That is crazy. That's pretty pretty impressive. And I have the winner to announce right now on the show. I don't know if... It's actually someone from that's usually here on the live stream. Uh, at least he was the last two weeks. He might not be here today. I haven't seen him. But uh, the winner of the giveaway this week is Corbs. So if you see Corbs around, tell him hello. He has won. Uh, Corbs Gaming uh, is our winner. So thanks for... Congrats, man. Thank you for everyone that entered. We will be holding another one next month, probably in the same way, in the same... We'll add some different options there for you guys for entries, but uh, that will probably happen again next month. yeah, so we'll see what happens. I like it. Um, let's go ahead and... So there was a question on the giveaway. And uh, the question was, who you guys would like to see on the Shattered Order podcast going forward? Now, one thing, I important thing I guess I left out was basically content creator from the Swaga community. Uh, That's what I was intending or, for that question. Or just now, realistic possibilities in general yes even. because we have a list of uh, very good options that a lot of you gave All us that we will I be uh, looking into uh but this one here these are the others receiving votes if you will if you are a fan of college sports at all the others receiving votes here that will never i won't say never but the odds of them showing up on this show are very low yeah low mark sure. hamill harrison ford yeah pewdiepie I don't know why that one even came up. William Shatner, Giancarlo Espinito, George Lucas. I'm just going to say. All of those humans have an open invite anytime. Yes. You want to do it at four o'clock in the morning. I will make it happen. Like, yeah, I I will wake up in the middle of the night. We will get it done. You want to record. Yeah, absolutely. 
But other than that, I am highly doubting that that is going to happen. But they are great guest ideas. I will say that. Um, we did also see a bunch of other suggestions for guests, like Swigger community guests um, and adjacent. Uh, so we're going to kind of look through those, see some of the ones that you guys would actually really like to see on the show and maybe reach out to some of these, um, some of which have already been on the show, some of which um, frequent the show and destroy the show into the depths of debauchery um others create <laughs> great conversations and so yeah um some of these people that y'all put on here will definitely be coming back on the show and um stuff so yeah hopefully get some on for the first time heck so, yeah for go. sure some good suggestions so thank you to everyone who filled that out no doubt um what want to s- say thank you to all of our patreons and shout out to bucky b Return to our Patreon, patreon.com slash shadow, or if you'd like to support the show, we'd really appreciate it. Um, so thank you for Bucky B for returning. And then, of course, Cam joined last week. Um, we've had had some new people joining up, which is pretty exciting. Uh, but one thing I wanted to ask about, I wanted to see if this would be of interest to anybody. Um I was thinking about creating something new for the $15 tier of Patreon that would basically be a workshop, probably on like Sundays. And it would basically be we could do mods and or territory battle or even GAC if you wanted, um, where kind of everybody in that tier, we just kind of do a live video chat, go over questions. Um, Maybe look at somebody's roster if they have a specific question, something like that. Um, I know there are other con- content creators that do workshops that are pretty popular, and it seems like a pretty good idea. So I was thinking that might be kind of fun. Maybe do at least one a month, one do one once a month, maybe twice a month. Um, I think twice a month would probably probably be about right. Do it every other week, basically. Um, so if you guys are interested in that, let me know. Um, you know, if that's something that would actually generate some interest, hit me up on discord, Twitter, wherever. And if that is something that people would actually sign up for, I, I will do that. All right. Sounds good. And I get it for free, right? Uh, (laughs) No, I'm just, no, it's actually, well, it's actually double for next week because (laughs) next week, new Patreon got a lot of work to do. Exactly. <laughs> um, all right. So I, uh, this is the most important question of the entire night. Hey, boys. It's your favorite time of the day. The time where we all pop our tops off and relax. I am drinking another one of these passion fruit and guava sours from our friends over at Melvin Brewing. Um, my God, uh, all you people live in like Colorado and I'm so jealous where you can just go to the store and get Melvin Brewing beer. Must be nice. But um, these, maybe one day that Midwest will. Uh, good Lord, man. These sours are fantastic. I absolutely love it. I. Um, uh, this was the last one, so I wanted to save it for the podcast, but during the live stream, I had some other sours I was drinking. Just, it doesn't compare. Uh, 
Melvin's they away are to go. Freaking they are, delicious. They're fantastic. Um, so after I get done with my Melvin, I'll have to downgrade a little bit. But let me be very clear. Um, RGAC was quite spicy with the commentary. Um, <laughs> this I, I'm I'm deep into the beer already. This episode's gonna be rather spicy. So this is a fair warning. I'm not 100% <laughs> sure that the entire show will be PG-13, but I will do my best. I will try to rein him in because I am not drinking alcohol today. I am out. Well, I'm not out. I didn't. I decided not to break open my uh, rum I got in Nassau tonight. Maybe I'll do that. I've, so I bought a bottle of really good rum uh, when I was in Nassau in the Bahamas, and I... We just, me and my wife just remembered we had it like last week, and it's been a year and a half. So I'm gonna have to bust that out and uh, have some of that on one of these podcasts. But tonight, I'm drinking, you can barely see it on the screen because it's green and you can see right through it. I'm drinking Mountain (laughs) Dew Amp energy drink, and uh, I've got a nice cup, giant cup, about the size of my head, also green, also see through. Of a uh, high quality H2O. Ooh. Mm. I like that high so nope. quality H2O. It is, uh, it's the go to. Hell yeah. Water. I like it. it. You need it to live. So, indeed, you do. Um, just as you need beer to live, too. Um, I know. And I'm <laughs> missing it. One programming note I would like to make before we get into our uh, Swagga discussions is Thursday shows for the next two weeks um, due to Halloween and also Halloween and something else. Oh, I have a friend coming in town uh, the next week, so we're having to do Thursdays next two weeks. Um, there will also be another show at the end of November, which you're just now learning about where I will have to do a Thursday show because I will be out of town for a weekend. So um, we'll have some Thursday shows coming up. So if you can't make Friday shows, maybe that helps. I don't know. Um, yeah. We will see. We'll see. Sounds like a good time to... No, we'll talk about that. Never mind. All right. <laughs> what do you got? What's next? Hey, guys. What did you do in Swoga this week? So, I, I said that, you know, this might not be PG-13. There's an F-bomb coming, just to be clear. So, that's that. That's your warning for this episode. Um, okay, enough time has passed. If you want to turn it off, you have done so. Um, I got a fucking spicy mod this week. Woo! I just, I I can't even tell you. I posted it on the Twitter. I just, oh, hot damn, it's so good. Um, this was the first mod that I sliced with the new mo- mod slicing material. It is a crit damage set bonus, crit damage primary. But not only that, these are the four secondaries this bad boy has. Offense, offense percent, speed, and crit chance. It's literally the perfect mod. If you were to pick a crit damage primary mod, you would pick this mod with these secondaries all day, every day. I got it up on the screen. Pulled it off Ooh, the tweet. I like it. The tweets. 
it's amazing. So, um, it started out with, I think, 11 speed. It was like 2% offense, 116 offense, and 1.79% crit chance. I sliced that boy all the way up to gold. It ended up with 116 flat offense, 1.79% crit chance. Both of those are numbers it had whenever it went to 6E. At 6A, all of the hits were on speed and offense percent. It has 7.02% offense, and it has 17 <laughs> speed. I just... I, it's it's perfect. It is the per... The only thing that could make this thing better is if those offense, those flat offense hits would have been speed. It would be... It would literally be the perfect mod. This is like saying... I, I don't even know what... It just... It's... It's perfect. It don't have the P. It's so close to being perfect. You might as well just go ahead and use the word because it describes it. We'll just knock a letter off. Why didn't you take the T off? Perfect. That makes a lot more sense. Let's do that. It is the perfect <laughs> mod. It couldn't cross it's, the finish it's line. Unbel- couldn't finish the... Yeah. But, well, actually that makes more it's sense perfect. for dropping the P because it was in the beginning that I had that issue. That's beside the point. Um, anyway, oh, it's a, you know what? It's a freaking awesome mod, and I am so excited about it. Just, I mean, it basically has primary level offense percent on it. With it's just, it, it is. It's a kick-ass mod. I'm. S- I hope you guys had as much luck as I did with the um, with the mod slicing. I just, it's awesome. I love the mod slicing stuff, and this thing just became amazing this was actually one of the mods that i pulled you guys about originally whenever the mods came out was trying to figure out how how to slice up so this was this was one of those mods and i just kept on trucking with it is saucy saucy um so obviously i finished jedi master luke skywalker's requirements i am working on farming his shards that's all I have to say about that event. Moving along. <laughs> I have made Kyber. All I have to do is clear. I can lose all three rounds of the final, like the final event. And it doesn't matter. It's fantastic. So I don't care. Um, if you watch our GAC stream, you will see how much I had actually how a much? lot of fun. Um this bastard put slicker in the back, which kind of annoyed me. Um, I was going for four one v fives. I only got three one v fives, but that was still fun. Could have been, could have been four. Dang Yoda! I know, freaking Yoda! What the hell, man? Yoda pulled it together. Um, <laughs> I did get the. Uh, oh, what the hell you call it? Um, I, I did get the solo with Vader versus newt with a relic nest that was pretty awesome i was actually pretty impressed with that one that was that was pretty awesome so that went uh that one wasn't even like a question throughout the whole thing it wasn't it was it was pretty smooth he killed two people within three moves so i mean it was yeah yeah it was pretty impressive um joe grass uh joe grass what my current rank is um i am obviously in division one uh a rhodium 
Um, so I am less than 2,000 away from Kyber. I am ranked 1,329 in this little grouping. There's obviously already people that have hit Kyber. I'm probably like around three or 4,000, I would guess, um, somewhere around there. Um, I may lose this round. I do not know. There's a decent chance. Um, this guy set both of his Galactic Legends, though, so he'll actually have to do pretty decent on offense to beat me. So, um, yeah, we'll see. Um, doesn't really matter, though. Uh, so I remodded Mon Mothma and Backpack Chewy. So here's what I did. I ended up loading up the Mon Mothma squad with a crap ton of offense because I am trying to make Lando a death machine. Um, I've got a lot of crit damage on him, and I uh, I, I, I just I, I want to make... I want to make Lando own everything. So that's kind of my goal. Bring him back to his previous glory then. Basically, I have such a connection to that character. I want him to be awesome. So I'm going to make him awesome with Mon Mothma. I want him back. Sounds good to me. Um, I like it. I can't wait to see. So we we talked very vaguely about uh, Backpack Chewy last week in the modding segment. And, you know, some people disagreed with me slightly about the potency and blind. Blind is an amazing debuff. Um, I, I think I've slightly been convinced on potency. I actually remodded mine for potency. Not necessarily for the potency, but because of all the other stats that that mod had on it. Um, potency is mm -hmm. good on him, but the biggest... The, the massive oversight that I did have on Backpack Chewy. Oh, sorry, yawn break. Um, was crit chance. Crit chance is so important on a character where you're talking about crit damage being so important because of all the offense that he gets. You do need the crit chance to land the crits. I don't know why I didn't even think to look at it, but I have very much modded uh, Backpack Chewy for crit chance. I've got him to just over 79% now because his crit chance is actually kind of low. Um, he'll, I'll end up getting him a little bit higher, but I've got him to a re pretty reasonable crit chance now. Um, and, you know, potency is good. And the, the other thing about him, because he gains all this offense from other characters, that actually reduces... So on a percentage basis, if I were to go with an offense cross on him, that would have a significantly smaller impact on his total damage output than an offense mod would on some other character that doesn't have the stat sharing that he has. The stat sharing that he has where he's taking offense from other characters mitigates the increase that you actually get from offense primaries and that sort of stuff on him and makes crit chance actually be a little bit more valuable, especially on a character that has an AoE that's constantly attacking out turn and all that sort of stuff. So do not overlook crit chance on Backpack Chewy. It is very crucial, especially if you're kind of doing what I'm doing and focusing on just making him a death machine and giving him a lot of crit damage. Uh, you know, crit chance is generally important. It's not something I generally focus on heavily because you can generally have lower crit chance and it still make the crit damage set better. But with him, it is a little bit different because all the extra offense you're getting, the more extra offense you're getting that doesn't factor in on the offense set bonus, the more beneficial that crit chance becomes. Hope, 
I really hope I phrased that well. I'm not sure that I did. But um, basically, if you have a character that's getting a lot of additional offense from secondaries, uh, or I should say uniques, leader abilities, that sort of stuff, um, crit chance does does make me yawn and does become more important as well. <laughs> I hate yawns. They're annoying. Um, so yeah, that's pretty much the uh, that's pretty much the gist of it. Other than I, I I am actually testing backpack Chewy on defense with um, RJ CLS right do, RJT RJT. So actually, I set the squad on defense. It is RJT with BB8, R2D2, C3PO, and backpack Chewy. The thing that made me think about testing this is the fact that Backpack Chewie's kind of like C-3PO. He's good on like 75 teams in this game. It's ridiculous the synergy that he has. Um, And you may be thinking he's not resistance, which would be correct. However, he does offer a lot of stuff to RJT that I think can go severely underlooked. And I figured this out in the assault battle. I was actually able to eat, uh, eat. I was able to beat tier two <laughs> of the assault battle, basically with BB-8, R2D2, C-3PO, and back, backpack Chewy. Um, I used an HK lead. HK died damn near immediately, and this team went through the rest of tier two and won. And the reason why is because when you only have droids. BB-8 taunts, right? So when BB-8 taunts, people attack him. He attacks out of turn. When he attacks out of turn, he calls another resistance ally to assist, which would be R2-D2 or C-3PO. Anytime C-3PO or R2-D2 use an ability, they call in Backpack Chewie. Backpack Chewie, when called in, uses his basic ability. When he uses his basic ability with C-3PO on the team, he inflicts Exposed. So, all of that to get to this. Whenever R2-D2 <laughs> does an ability, he will call Backpack Chewie, which could uh, inflict an expose, which would give 10% to to all resistance. Not only that, he's a droid. So, by having four droids on this RJT team, you get the additional 8% opening turn mirror, which means they're insanely fast. Um, there's actually a chance that a super fast R2-D2 could go before a galactic legend. Um, it would have to be a slow-ish galactic legend, but it could absolutely happen because of that turn mirror gain. Um, so you have him using an ability, calling in uh, Backpack Chewie, giving an expose, giving turn mirror to resistance, resistance then going earlier. Like there is a, There's actually a lot of synergy. And then all those times where you see... Uh, BB-8 attack out of turn, whether it's from RJT calling him or doing a counterattack, he has a 67% chance to call in 3PO or R2-D2 on this particular squad, which would then call in Backpack Chewie to do an expose and give turn meter. Um, so, back, basically what I'm saying here is Backpack Chewie is pretty universal. I know... I don't disagree. He is best. If you are trying to make the absolute best squad possible, CLS, Han, Chewie, 3PO, and Backpack Chewie are unbelievable. However, 
C-3PO and Backpack Chewie have so much versatility. You can put them in so many teams that putting them in a different team might not be a bad idea given the number of replacements that you can throw into a CLS team. You can throw in Rolo. You can throw in R2-D2. You can throw in uh, Old Ben. You could throw in uh, Baze or Chariot or... Biggs, like there's actually a lot of options, especially if you're going after Jedi Master Luke Skywalker, in which you kind of have a lot of rebels kind of leveled up. So, um, it's I guess it's more of a roster management question. I'm kind of doing this just as a test to see if anybody stumbles on it and screws up. Um, because I do think there's a lot of synergy there, and it's kind of a cool mechanic the way they work. Um, so yeah, that's that that's basically it uh backpack chewy is he's kind of like sith trooper um red lobster sith trooper he fits on <laughs> he fits on empire he fits on first order it's basically any dark side team i mean the dude can absolutely beast and that's the way backpack chewy is he has an absolutely nasty aoe he has great debuffs he counters or he assists other allies he does the stat sharing he's got Rebel and droid tag, which is nasty. It just the droid tag really opened him up. It did so. I could not believe they put that tag on him when they originally did. Mm-hmm. It's pretty crazy. So yeah, um, that's that's pretty much my weekend swag up. But um, if you're working on backpack Chewy, keep in mind he's pretty universal. You can put him in a lot of places, even if he's low gear level. You may be able to use him in in a mediocre RJT team to boost BB-8 speed and give you some extra exposes out of the beginning. So, pretty fun stuff. Well, my week's not going to be half as exciting as yours. Because I did nothing. Well, that's not good, sir. I Two things. Chewbacca, I got Chewbacca to gear 13. And I got Hermit Yoda to gear 12. So... I'm still, you know, just like I was when Slicker was my focus. JKL's the focus right now, and I'm marching towards that. So Hoda just needs one more gear level, and then all I'll have is the two gear eights, uh, Rolo and Hot Han, to be finished with before I can move on to the few that I have left for actually Jedi Master Luke Skywalker. So I like it. Getting there. That's it, man. I did when I got like it's it was so annoying because when I got Hoda to gear twelve, there were no green pluses. Green and the only one that was even close was the one with the Kairos because I had two hundred and fifty of that Cairo because all the characters I leveled before this one needed the stun uh the prods and not the laptops. So I had plenty of laptops. That one's ready to go. But every other one that needs, and for the most part, they all need fleet energy uh, gear. So that's just slow going when you're going after uh, when you're going after grief and Mando, which I am. Oh yeah, they're pretty close. They're both at like almost about fifty out of a hundred shards, so they're almost done. But no, I was kind of sad. I saw the data mine said that this current GAC or maybe. It, not GAC, geez, Galactic Challenge. <laughs> I saw Grief Karga shards listed. Maybe that's for the next one. Maybe that's for the one with bounty hunters that's on the calendar. 
But when I saw Cara Dune shards, I'm like, man, I just finished her. <laughs> just finished her. So unfortunate. But hopefully I get hopefully we get to the grief one before I finish him too. So because yeah. I feel like the date of the bounty hunters galactic challenges will be somewhere near where I'm finishing them or I'm about to finish them. So I'm hoping it's when I'm about to finish them more so than I just finished them and now I'm getting 15 shards because that will suck. <laughs> yeah. I might, I may just stop when I get to 15, 15 shards left because knowing that GAC is or that GC is coming. So we'll it's actually not a bad idea because why waste the energy? Especially when Hoda needs so much fleet energy gear. Oof. Yeah, not good. So brutal. Yep, yep, yep. All right. Yep. Well, let's uh move along to this. Strong with us, this update is young Padawans. All right, so I wanted to throw this out there. Before we get into the main updates and problems from this week, uh, they're all listed because of this thing I'm about to mention. But since the last podcast, and it's it was very noticeable every time I went into Discord and saw there was new uh, the little white icon next to game updates or game news in Discord in our Discord. But since the last podcast, there were six new dev announcements in one in an update. So six, seven different times this week, we were given communication by the new team of Chrome and Doja Fit. So I wanted to throw this out there that we can't always be negative. You got to be positive sometimes. And I think it's awesome. And it is a good direction that they are going with their communication. If you look at this past week as an example of that, hopefully that stays up like it is now because I feel a lot more informed about what's going on in the game lately than i have in the past so i wanted That's to say very true uh keep it up things are looking good when you are communicating and letting us know what's happening so uh, hopefully we will see what happens next week but i feel like we're going to have a better idea hopefully going forward with these having two community uh managers doing things yeah and it was yeah. even too because two of the three of these Three of the dev updates were Crumb and three were Doja Fett. So it seems like they're both uh, right in the middle of everything. And th- uh, that's good. They have desperately needed someone else to help out with the community for a while. So, I mean, obviously us as kind of a community-based show, we are very excited about this. So hopefully this leads to some good things just in general for the game. So I'm I'm pretty excited. No doubt. No doubt. Sorry, I was answering no doubt, question there. No doubt, dog. All right, so I wanted to start off. So I labeled this section problems slash updates this week because there were a few problems, but there was also an update. So oh. I'll start off with the calendar. The calendar okay. has been announced, and so has the login character. Now, normally the login Ooh. character doesn't mean a whole lot, but I thought this login character was interesting based on what last month's was. So last month's login character was IG-11. Okay. This month's login character is Boba Fett. Now, Mandalorian is in the game, but I just thought it was interesting. You got a guy in Mandalorian armor this month. Last month, you had IG-11. 
uh, sorry, IG-88. IG-11 is from Mando. So Correct. That was a mistype there. But Miss interesting the- that two, two like side characters to Mando, not side, but like lookalikes of the two login characters these past few months. With the, with the, let's say with the speculation that more Mando stuff is coming at the end of this month, considering Mando season two is starting at the end of the month. Ooh, yeah, it is. Another thing I'd like to point out uh, that I didn't write in the notes was also this, also data mine this week. Okay. A new pack. And if you haven't seen it, it is called the Protectors of the Child Shard Pack, which has shards of Caradun, Grief Karga, and the Mandalorian. So there is a pack coming soon for Mando characters. Why would that random pack show up right now? That is a fantastic question. Hmm. I wonder why. I wonder. (laughs) Chicken Bottom says, end of the month sounds so far away. It's next week. That, oh, my bad. That's next true. week. <laughs> it is that very is true. close. So, yeah. Um, I did find it interesting after the lose of last week with Galactic Challenging, them having a hard time building Galactic Challenges, so they're only going to have them on the weekends, that there were four Galactic Challenges listed for this next month, but only two unique ones. We're having the same one two weeks in a row and then a new one for two weeks in a row. Which is not four unique disappointing. ones. Yeah. I did right? I thought like, that you meant that you were not going to have a new one every day of every three days because they were that hard. Not that they were so hard right. we were gonna have redos during the same month over Yep. So that was kind of surprising to me. Literally the same one, same planet. It's the first ones for the first two weeks of November are Droids versus Empire. And then the next two are Bounty Hunters versus Scoundrel. So there's mm. only you're only going to be using Droids and Bounty Hunters next month for Galactic Challenges. Interesting. So if you're looking for that mod slicing material, you better hope your Bounty Hunters and Droids are up to snuff or you're going to have to wait another month. Ugh, mm. brutal. Absolutely brutal. Ringer says the protector of the child pack is already in the shop. Um, Interesting. I'm going to be honest with you. I don't look at packs like ever anymore. You don't look at packs? What is wrong with you, Goodnight Punk? Actually, I don't see a protector of the child pack in my store. Oh, there it is. Never mind. I lied. You're right. But here's another thing that they actually did do. And it kind of proves our point that we talked about when Mon Mothma... And uh, Mon Mothma and Backpack Chewie came back and became free-to-play farmable. But this isn't even the case for these three characters. Their $20 pack for 30 shards is back again. For Ooh. Grief Cargo, Mandalorian, and Caradoon. So that, that marquee pack is back for those three characters. Now, that didn't that's, happen for them when they became free-to-play. That's crazy, isn't it? But the pack is back, so that is... That's great. I mean, in my opinion, that's great because 30 shards is pretty good. I mean, okay, let's not over-exaggerate this. $20 for 30 shards is pretty steep, but in comparison to packs in this game in the past and some current... Totally fair. 
$20 for 30 shards and 1,350 crystals is pretty good. So I will Agreed. say that. And then having them around, if something is coming out that you need shards quick for, having a quick 30 for only 20 bucks is also a good thing. So that's true. Yeah. I like it. It works out pretty well. I like it so. too. I like it that kind of party, sir. All right, so let's move into issues this week. Uh, I don't think... If you had had this, I'm sure I would have heard about it. I did not have this either. But apparently during uh, light side territory battles for Phase 4, a lot of people were having problems getting stuck on the loading screen when trying to enter the light side territory battle. It would never load. You'd close it. You'd go in, and your characters were gone because... It counted as a battle. Not good. I did not have this problem. And I would have been rioting had I had this problem. Now, I'm curious if it was just a day four thing or a phase fourth slice problem. Now, we did do fourth slice ships mission, but I don't remember anyone in our guild saying anything about that mission. But we did not fight slice four character missions. So... And this looks oh, like right. it was a character thing from what I remember reading. So Correct. I'm curious if it was a day four or a slice four thing. I'm guessing it was a slice four thing. I believe it is a slice four thing from yeah, my understanding of it. Well, the good news is for all those people, you got a thousand get one, fifteen hundred get two, and two hundred fifty crystals. Good stuff. Considering I, make goods, I would say I haven't done the maths to figure out, you know, what one slice of a can get for you, but I'm willing to bet that that's a pretty yeah, good deal. Yeah, that's way better than one star. That's like multiple stars. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's a lot so, of stars. Make I actually wish make we would have had that issue. Did somebody in our guild have that issue? Please. Oh, God. Maybe. I'm crossing my fingers that someone had that issue. No kidding. I think this already went out, so I think we would have got it yeah. if it did, because it was guild-wide, I not player-specific. So if so if one person had the problem, the whole guild got all this stuff. Crazy. We did not get it in our inbox. So I'm guessing no one in our guild had the problem. That would be my assumption as well. But also very cool. Sending it out to the entire guild. So, The other problem. And this one is bigger, in my opinion, especially with all the things surrounding Galactic Challenges right now and people's thoughts on it. There is okay. a bug causing first-time rewards to become blocked if you fail or retreat during your first attempt. Ooh. Meaning, Ooh. if you go in and you fail, or you decide this isn't the team I want to use, goodbye rewards. One shot or nothing. That would piss me off to no end. Here's the even better part. They're letting the event run its course in order to prevent additional issues, which means that bug is not going away for this one. So if yeah. you've got a if you've got a Galactic Legend that you know is going to run through everything, for the at least for the first-time rewards, go do that and then try to get the feats because you do not want this to be messed up and lose those rewards. Not a bad idea. So, yeah, interesting bug there. Uh, Galactic Challenges, what's going on, man? What's your deal? crazy you're not looking so hot right now but there was also an update on the 21st nothing huge in the update but there were some uh 
They did update the light side territory battle phase four thing, send out the make goods. Um, a bunch of galactic legend, new galactic legend event fixes things that were going on in the event that were a problem and not working. Okay. But the other one, which is one that people talked about a lot, they're like, they do, okay, let me say this. When Slicker came out, he had a bunch of bugs. They fixed those bugs and made him better, and everyone called them buffs. Not bug fixes, but they called them buffs to Slicker, saying, why isn't Ray getting buffs? Well, we're already, at it. we're already at it with Jedi Master Luke Skywalker because he got a bug fixed. Actually, I don't know if it's a bug fix. They're calling it a bug fix. They fixed the AI, basically, because the AI was causing him to give inherited teachings to characters with Jedi legacy instead of giving it to characters that could gain Jedi lessons. So basically, it was wasting a move and not okay. really helping the team. So that makes sense then. It it would make sense to update the AI to not do what a human would do. I'm surprised that these kits that are incredibly complex have AI issues. I found that so just so surprising. Every time. And then it takes a while for them to fix burn them out and then uh people don't like it when it happens because they could beat it before and suddenly they can't. But as as we learned the YouTubes have determined that Jedi Master Luke is terrible. So, don't farm him. <laughs> yeah, let me do it. You all don't get him, and I will. How's that? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. All right. Uh, next up, Grand Arena Season 12 has been released. All the information. Uh, I'm not going to go too in-depth on things. I'm just going to throw out what they are. All the all the feats for this bounty hunters version. There's a feat for twenty thermal detonators applied. Uh, throw in a Zam Wessel, Greedo, Dingar. Um, there's another. There's another one I'm missing. Who am I missing? Really, it doesn't matter if you've if you have Zam Wessel in the leader slot. Anyone that doesn't have detonators in their kit already is still going to be able to get out detonators. So. You run a Zam Wessel lead, you're going to hit that one probably in one battle. Uh, 20 crit damage up buffs. I'm not... Who is it that gives crit damage up on the bounty hunters? I don't if, know. Can you remember off the top of your head? There's somebody who's got to be because that is a feat. So there's that one. Um, I know Dangar does them on AoE. So does Zam. I, I don't know. There's you'll find it. That doesn't sound too hard either. There's a few others. Win with Cad Bane and Imbo. Win with Han Solo and Greedo. So there's a you're gonna have to literally plan for that one. Uh another one you have to plan for here. Win with Lack Django. <laughs> win with Django, Rex, and Cody. So it sounds like this next JC is going to be a three V three. That could be, especially with these numbers 20 instead of 50. I think so, you're onto something there. Usually they say 50 of these, and I, we've seen I've that the some, 20s. I did not come up with that theory. Someone else said that. Sig Sig may have confirmed it. I'm not for sure. Um, it would make perfect sense because most of the time when these the buff ones are at 50 instead of 20, and then when you go down to 3v3, they become 20. So that makes perfect sense. 
we need to uh, we need to talk three v three GAC next week on the podcast. Then, if that's the case, well, sounds good to me. It's terrible. And the last feat that doesn't have a reward besides uh, the extra, the bonuses you get for doing feats defeats six enemies with characters who had ties to the Shadow Collective. So you have. Aura Singh, Boba Fett, Boss, Cad Bane, Dingar, Imbo, Greedo, IG-88, Django, Zamwessel, Kira, Darth Maul, Savage Press, Mother Talzin, Han Solo, and Young Han Solo. Very exciting. There are a lot of people. There are a lot of people available for that one, and you only have to defeat six enemies. So that's two battles if it's 3v3, and you can find some pretty decent teams listed in there. For sure. There are some pretty cool titles in this one. You've got Mercenary. This is a title I see a lot of people putting on if they're the ones that jump between guilds helping them out. <laughs> um, <laughs> Mercenary, you've got Win with Aura Singh and Boba Fett. So, I don't, not a lot of people use Aura Singh, but uh, there it is. Hired Gun, another title. I like that one. Win with Zam Wessel and Django Fett. And this one is a weird one to me. But, I mean, I guess it makes sense for bounty hunters. Reward Seeker. Win a fleet arena battle with four non-capital bounty hunter and empire ships. Hmm. I'm not... I I don't know what team you'd use for that. But uh, probably one with a houndstooth and a bunch of... uh, Under Chimera. Yeah. Chimera, Empire Ships, and Houndstooth. That's probably where you're going there. Hey, bounty. And then you got... T- bounty Hunters should Say be what? decent. I mean, even terrible Bounty Hunter ships have decent synergy together, so... Yeah. I can see it working. Yep. Joker says, no love for Vandor Chewie. Yeah, that is odd that he's not listed in the people that have dealings with the Shadow Collective. I don't know. Hmm. Uh, portraits, Grief Karga. So there's a portrait of Grief Karga. Win with Mando and Grief Karga. Okay. Easy enough. Yep. And then there's a pretty sweet uh, Django Fett portrait. Uh, defeat. This one's going to be a little harder, though. Well, maybe not, because you don't have to use all these people on the same team. You just have to defeat enemies with them. But defeat six enemies with characters who wore Mandalorian armor. Characters that count. Mandalorian, Boba Fett, Django Fett, Sabine Wren, Gar Saxon in Imperial Super Commando. Hmm. Yep. Couple uh, of those seem that in- easy. Some of those seem insanely difficult, like Gar Saxon Super Commando, because who would gear them? Not only that, you have to defeat the enemies with them. They can't just be on the team. Yeah, I'll pass. <laughs> I'm good. Yeah. Fun times. Indeed. So, you still we still need a sounder for this next one. We have one. Oh, we do. That's right. Like, what are you yeah. even doing? Do you, do you even mod? Like, <laughs> Hashtag. Do you even mod, bro? <laughs> oh my god! Mind blown. Oh yeah, we are modding. We are talking about. Super snazzy mods, specifically Night Sisters, given that Halloween's coming up. And of course, that means shit with Night Sisters going on in this game, specifically 
Galactic Challenge. And if you're going to use Night Sisters in this Galactic Challenge, you're going to want to have a modded writer. You're going to miss out on those first time rewards. That is <laughs> that is very true. Wait, we we are using Night Sisters? I thought it was versus Night Sisters. No, is it? You could be right cuz I I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. I'm tipsy, my memory is. Eh. Sketchy. Do I get it backwards? But we are going to talk about mother bonuses for rebels. All right. Well, then you're not using them in there. Okay. So Samsonite. <laughs> I was way off. Mm. Anyways, Night Sisters. We're going to talk about them because it's Halloween anyway. Alrighty. Um. So yeah, Night Sisters is next week against Galactic Republic. So there you go. Nope. We'll be ready for next week. This is a squad that are being used on Halloween. This is a squad that's pretty nasty and um like the, they're just, they're so freaking good. So we figure what the hell we might as well talk about Night Sisters. Um I, I think first we need to talk about the two leader abilities. Um Actually, I guess you do have three. You have Old Dogger, you have Mother Talzin, and you have Asajj. Asajj and Mother Talzin are the ones you're most likely to use. Daka is basically only good against General Grievous. Um, primarily because of the health gain, obviously. So, Old Daka's lead is Night Sister Allies have plus 50% health and defense. So, it just makes her more survival. It's fine. That's pretty much it. Um, Mother Towson, they have extra potency, uh, her and Asajj both give 30 speed, but anytime a Night Sister uses special ability, they inflict plague on the target for three turns, um, they gain, uh, when an enemy resists a detrimental effect, like... Uh, plague. All Night Sisters gain 5% turn meter, and whenever they use the basic turn, they revive a dead Night Sister. So, if you want to take advantage of Daka Zeta ability, which is uh, plus 10% max health every time a Night Sister revives, revives, um, Mother Talzin is obviously the way to go because it creates a ton of revives. It's absolutely insane. We're destroying these character notes right now. By the way, well, <laughs> I, all the leader abilities. In no, there. I know, but we need to we need to talk about them before we go into the kits. In my opinion, um, Asajj Ventress again has the plus thirty speed, so speed is irrelevant because the two primary leaders are Mother Thousand and Asajj Ventress. But she has plus thirty percent offense and gain fifty percent turn meter when they fall below one hundred percent health and gain or sorry they have fifty percent chance to remove twenty percent turn meter whenever an enemy is damaged. So the primary difference between Mother Talzin and Asajj is Asajj has the turn meter reduction that is unresistible that happens pretty often and. Mother Talzin has the revives, which means more stacking health for old Daka and more stacking damage for Asajj Ventress. Those are basically the primary differences that you need to think about when modding Night Sisters, 
Um, because not everything in their kits actually matters when we're talking about modding them. So makes sense. That's my spiel on uh, leader abilities. All right, so we're gonna do this in the same format we did last week, where I bring. Uh, we're gonna talk about four characters specifically. There are a lot of Night Sisters, but the four that we're gonna talk about are Mother Talzin, Old Daka, Asaz Ventress. We're going to throw in one that not everybody uses, but everyone probably should use. I don't myself because I don't have her geared, but that is uh, Night Sister Spirit. So starting off with Mother Talzin, looking through her kit, these are the notes that I have, and then we'll go into uh, Wink's ideas for the modding. So basically, Plague needs to land to spread around. Her basic does it. If she's a leader, that also does it when... Uh, Special abilities are used. It can be evaded. I believe it can be evaded with her a basic, but it cannot be. Let me look it up real quick. Uh, da, 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 da. Where are you? Talzin. Okay, so deal special damage to target enemy, and if they were plagued, inflict plague for three turns. Deal special damage to all plagued enemies, which can't be countered. So her basic doesn't add plague, but her special does. Right? right? And then also her leader ability does. Uh, when she's the leader, plus 50% potency, plus 30%, plus 30 speed. Now, this is the biggest difference, first off, for uh Talzin under her own lead versus under Asajj's lead because Talzin, you want her to land Plague. But under her own leadership, she gets 50% turn meter. Correct. Or not turn meter, potency. She gets 50% potency, but under Asajj, she does not get that potency. So if you are under, going to be using her under Asajj, you're probably going to want even to add more potency because she's not getting that massive bump from her own leader ability and you want Plague to land. Um, you're getting plus 30 speed from her uh, leader ability as well. Special abilities from Night Sisters inflict plague, can't be evaded. Plus 5% turn meter to Night Sister allies when detrimental effects don't land. Now, granted, you want them to land if they're plague, but if they don't, at least you're going to get 5% turn meter. Also, plague spreads when Talzin is alive on inflicted enemy turn. Can't be evaded or resisted. So if the enemy gets that plague, which you really want to make sure it gets out there, they're going to spread it as well. Right. And for sure spread it because it can't be evaded or resisted. Uh, last thing is when any unit falls below 50% health, Talzin gains 35% turn meter. That is her Zeta. So keep that in mind. If you don't have that Zeta, that doesn't count for this. But those are the key things for her that I noted. My assumptions based on rereading the kit, uh, you want potency, uh, anywhere between adding anywhere between 30 to 50 even is probably good. That would bring her to a hundred for sure. Based on her special leader ability, if you're under Asajj, uh, that would probably move her into more of the 60, 70 range. Her, her potency herself at gear 13 is 55%. So under her own leadership, you don't need potency under Asajj. She's probably going to need more potency. Okay. I like it. Um, but yeah, then also tenacity and health. 
I put tenacity on there because of the turn meter gain. So I'm just going to blanket everybody by saying okay. secondary tenacity is really good for them because there's a lot of turn meter gain between uh, Asajj leadership or uh, Talzin leadership. So what else do you got for so, her beyond those? There are two primary differences, I think, for Mother Talzin between uh, Asajj and her own lead. Um, and that is if you're using the Asajj lead, you are going to want to focus a little bit more on potency because Plague is such a nasty debuff to land. But in general, I I love modding Mother Talzin as a damage dealer because when she uses her basic ability, she deals damage to anyone that has Plague no matter what. That absolutely makes me love offense. Uh, whether it's offense set or damage set with high crit chance secondary, she has pretty low crit chance, so offense set is what I would suggest. And probably a crit chance primary rather than a crit damage primary due to the low crit chance, kind of boost that up and increase the overall damage that she would do on a basic ability. Um, Potency, like I said, potency becomes a little bit more important on Asajj because uh, you want to land Plague. Um, part of the reason it's less important under her own lead is because, one, the 50% potency, but also everyone can do it. When she's the leader of Billy, she's basically the only one that does it. And it's such a good debuff. It's so nasty. So... Um, Make sure that she has plenty of potency to land that really nasty debuff. All right. Moving on to, we'll, we'll go to Asajj to the other leader ability here. Uh, Asajj, basically, her basic has a 50% chance to stun on basic. That's a 50% to hit the potency check or the uh, tenacity check. Okay. Uh, win leader, plus 30% sp- Plus thirty speed, plus thirty percent offense, plus fifty percent turn meter when falling when you fall below one hundred percent health, and fifty percent chance to remove twenty percent turn Oof. meter when they damage an it's good enemy. Stuff, man. All very good. And if you know Night Sisters well, they dip below one hundred percent and then heal themselves back up a lot, which is a lot of turn meter going out. Um. Also, a few other things for her: when an ally or enemy is defeated. Massage gains 35% turn meter, 15% offense, 15% crit chance, and 5% max health stacking, stacking until the end of the encounter. That one is huge uh, under a thousand lead because you are. Go ahead. I, I was going to say uh, one thing that I absolutely love about Assage is. So she has all this offense and damage output and, you know, um, the turn meter that comes with it. This, I think, is why most people run Asajj. They have no protection recovery. Zero. There is no way to recover protection. So once you knock their protection out, they're not getting it back. But when they drop below 100% health, they gain 50% turn meter. All they have to do, if you do one damage of health to them, they gain 50% turn meter if they're healed up. They have a lot of healing. They have some really good um, 
Health Seal. They have Daka on the team. You might have uh, Talia. Like you may have. You you'd obviously have Asajj who does a heal. Zombie does a heal. There are so many opportunities for these characters to be at 100% health, no protection, and be gaining 50% turn meter very, very often. It's that is the one thing that makes this team so nasty. That come in contrast with the uh, not in contrast in 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 parallel. I don't know. In complement with the uh, the term meter <laughs> reduction, it's just some fantastic stuff. And then the last note I had for her was she gains fifteen plus fifteen speed for each enemy without debuffs. She has a right. dispel, mm-hmm. or she yeah she has a dispel, so she can do that for herself. Um, but that is an I only put that in there to note if you're thinking about speed on a Asajj sacrificing yes. speed, sacrificing damage for speed on Asajj <clears throat> might not be necessary. Uh, so back Especially. to assumptions based on kit reread here, offense and crit damage, I believe are two of the, you can tell me which one's better crit damage or offense there, but just basically damage, give her damage, make her hit like a truck. Stacking buffs will make her very powerful over time. Health to stack Health stacks with her Zeta as well, kind of like Daka, but not as quickly. Uh, potency for stun and tenacity to avoid turn meter being neutered if you don't add speed on her. Uh, the biggest thing there is health. I put health to stack with the Zeta because the it's based on max health. So 5% max health. If she's got more health than protection, she's actually making herself more uh, survivable than if you were to stack the protection on her mods. Right. So, thoughts on um, So, some of the thoughts are she has plus 15% or plus 15%, not 15%. She has plus 15, just flat speed for every enemy without a debuff. That means, or without a buff. If you're going into a battle without a buff starting, she has plus 75% speed. If you're trying to calculate who will go first, that is something very important to keep in mind. Um... Plus 30 if she's under Talzin. Plus the 30, yeah. So one of... Actually, either lead, her or... uh, Asajj or Mother Talzin lead. Uh, They both give 30 speed. So plus 105 to whatever her base is. Um, Oh, yeah. She does have the 30 as well. Correct. Um, On mods, it doesn't really matter. Um, Crit damage is going to be a little bit better in the early game. Action is going to be better pretty much all the time with her but the <laughs> the wife has some friends over and they're being very loud outside the office um the the primary difference is crit damage will always be better but as you stack up more and more damage they infinitely get closer and closer together and percentage wise there's not much of a difference between crit damage and chance at some point or sorry damage and offense at some point um so use whichever one you have uh when she doesn't have a lot of crit chance offense awfully nice um i i use crit damage uh don't think it matters i actually need to do a video soon about this because 
I've I've res I've seen so many questions, so much misunderstanding about when to use offense versus crit damage. I'm gonna try to do a video about that this weekend. That's my goal. Um, we'll we'll see if I get it done. But uh, you know, this is one of those things that kind of factors in is like at what point do those cross over? And with Mother Talzin, they will probably never cross over because she doesn't have most crit damage. She stacks. Uh, crit chance and offense which means eventually eventually she'll be creating all the time but like the you know those lines won't ever cross because of the stacking obviously but they will converge very very closely to each other so I cannot hear you. Makes sense. Oh, there you are. I, I was <laughs> I was I sitting here thinking, like, have I drank that much alcohol, or did he mute himself? He's just so quiet. So quiet. Um, basically, uh, moving on to Daka. Here's the notes that I have for her. Um, seventy-five percent chance to stun on basic, with a fifty-five percent chance to stun a second enemy. Uh, her revive heals Night Sisters for fifty percent of Old Daka's health. Not to mention the fact that with her Zeta, Old Daka gains ten percent max health every time an ally is revived, which under Talzin is a crap ton. So whenever she's reviving someone, she's going to probably that is if her it's later Zeta, into the battle, the she's reviving them. That is her Zeta, yes. So she's going to be reviving people almost at full health, probably unless it's Asajj. And even then, it'll probably be near full health. Yep. Uh, she also gains 50% turn meter on ally death. Okay. So, hello, turn meter. Hello. If you are under a thousand Indeed. lead and someone's dead. Um, so, yeah, assumptions based on kit reread. Health. Health in capital letters. Just health. Um, potency. Also, uh, let me... Do a quick look here at what Daka's potency is before the 50% from Talzin, if she's under Talzin. It is uh, 65%. So there's a very good chance that she, with a little bit of potency, even just the accidental secondaries or secondaries that fit onto it, you're going to get her in a good position to be stunning a lot. Um, And then another one I just like I said, was a blanket all this time is if you get, if you randomly stumble across tenacity, uh, secondaries, don't think that's a bad idea because of the fact that, uh, you will gain 50% turn meter every time an ally dies. And if you're not getting dazed, uh, that is going to really bring, uh, her movement up a lot. And if she's going a lot or anyone else is going a lot with the other turn meter gains, that means if someone's dead, they're all constantly, uh, reviving and dying allies to, to basically supercharge Asajj and Oldaka. So, with that being said, Wink, you got anything to add? What's going on here? Ma madness um, over there. Somebody let the cat <laughs> in the room. Here, let me see October. No. I, I don't think I've introduced everyone to October yet. October is... The black cat of the house. Um, 
We have a path that we, <laughs> a cat that we cross paths with constantly, and it's black, and that is apparently bad luck or something. And it's crazy. It's very mean to the other cat. It attacks Simba constantly. It pulls its hair out. It's the bravest cat I've ever seen. It has no fear whatsoever, and it's completely crazy. <laughs> so nice. Yeah. Um. Anyway, uh, for Daka, I agree pretty much on everything. I think potency becomes a lot more important in three v three, which we're about to be having because the stun is. It, it does become truly nasty in 3v3. It just it, it can completely wreck a team when you only have three characters. Wrecking 67% of the team is just... It's astonishingly <laughs> detrimental to it. Um, health and defense go coincide with each other. So anytime you increase health, you want to increase defense as well. So both of those I highly suggest doing. Um so health slash defense and there's not a bad argument for potency but i don't really love it i just i don't see anyone ever like when they die they clear their buffs or they clear their debuffs i just i don't care about tenacity but i do think there is a decent argument for it on daka because she revives everyone and because of the turn meter gain all right Last character we're going to over, then you can give your final thoughts on full team modding, anything else that we missed. But that is Night Sister Spirit. Ooh. If you're looking at her abilities, this one is more of a refresher for me than the other two because of the fact that mine is like gear Garbage. six. I don't know. Yeah. I've just never had the time to gear this character. Uh, her basic inflicts speed down and removes 20% turn meter. That's pretty good. Special stuns and dispels. With Foresight, she ignores armor and has 100% offense. Deal f physical damage is already high on this character, making it easier to ramp up her ramp her up with percentage offense mods. Uh, so I've got listed assumptions based on kit. Potency, because of the fact that speed down, removing turn meter, uh, stuns, uh, offense and crit damage, High crit percentage base. She's got a very high crit percent percentage base. So crit chance uh, not particularly important or not something that you're really going to need a uh, a uh, what is it? Primary mod for? If you look at her, she no. has a very high physical crit chance compared to a lot of characters. Right. She's at 44, almost 45% accurate 13 before mods so um i also put possibly tenacity to avoid buffs being blocked sure. because of the fact that foresight on her just buffs her damage so much she gets it a so lot you, though um well what is it? it she gains foresight uh at the end of her turn and at the start of her the encounter okay so so basically every turn she has the opportunity to get it. So yeah, it is great to get it, but you also have to land it on her, which can be difficult with foresight. So I like to give her as many opportunities as possible, get foresight, which means making her fast, making her go more often since every time that Makes she goes, sense. she gets foresight. So um, I think speed 
or offense slash crit damage is a really good way to go on her. I would lean speed with a crit damage primary. And then on secondaries and such, just making her hit hard because she does. She effing wrecks stuff whenever she hits. Um, she's absolute. She she is. She's truly brutal. Um, <laughs> she's just. And she has a really high speed. And that's why so many people run high speed on her because she can open with a stun on her special. She can remove tenacity up and stun you. It is devastating if that happens she's a great character to have going first she's a great character to load up with a ton of speed if she's heavy on your defense because even like an imperial troopers like if she stuns stark you're kind of screwed so she is a great character to make go super fast it does reduce a lot of counters or at least creates enough risk that someone may not find that 40% chance of losing worth it to go in against it. So, Yep. It could totally change who the counter is versus not having her in Absolutely. There. So. Any uh, other thoughts considering, let's say, Talia, Nightsister, Zombie, even Acolyte? I don't think anybody I think is using zombies, the other one. Zombie's the only other one to mention, and I I pretty much just want her tanky. I run crit avoidance on her just to make her more tanky. Um, I don't really care about speed. She does gain speed, but it kind of depends on how good your other night sisters are. Eh, it's I don't care. Um, I just like to make her fairly survivable. I think that is exactly how mine is. Very similar to GG in a way. I've only yeah, not focused on health, focused more on just anything that keeps I, her surviving. I, I really don't know that her mods matter much at all, honestly. Um, she does do tenacity down on basic, which is pretty nice. But other than that, man, I just... Eh. And that might be a good enough argument to say that she should just be fast rather than survivable. Um that way she has more opportunities to go. She'll go more often. She will even go more often if her speed's reduced, um, which will get her to get her stacks back of the speed up stuff, whatever that buff is. I can't recall what it is, but um, she, she, she's a pretty good character to make speedy too. I just... Uh, Yep. I don't have the speed mods to make her fast too, so I go with uh, survivability and crit avoidance. Makes sense to me. So. Cool. Um, well, then, I think that's pretty much it for this uh, episode. I think I that's don't all have we have. Else. All right. Well, the last thing that I want to mention then is. A couple of housekeeping things. So I want to say thank you to Blue Microphones for sponsoring this podcast as they have for many years. You guys are oh, awesome. Yeah. They have great products. If you want to check them out, you should. We have a link that you can check out to uh, that will help us out and help you out. So uh, if you need that, let us know. It should be on the Discord and in the show notes. Um, as far as 
checking us out when we are not podcasting, you can go to discord.me slash shattered order to join our discord where we're chatting about the game all week long. We are also on Twitter where we post interesting things like God mods when you're excited. Um, you'll also find giveaways and all those things that we do uh, on Twitter there. Yeah. As well as if you want to support the show, Twitch Prime is a wonderful way to do that because it will cost you nothing if you have Amazon Prime. So if you have Amazon oh, yeah. Prime, you get a free Twitch Prime sub. And if you come to our channel during any of our live streams or even when we're not live streaming, you can use that on us. And we appreciate that as well. You're throwing the other way, money away if you don't have your Amazon Prime link to your Twitch and subbing to the show. If you're not order. if you're not doing it to for us, do it for someone because that just it not going anywhere uh you know, it's just being wasted then. So you can support uh, your favorite uh, content creators using Twitch Prime. Yep. Finally, patreon.com slash shorted order if you want to follow us that way. We've got some exciting things coming up order. if you are it can sound like you said chartered order. I might have. I haven't been drinking, so maybe it's your hearing, or maybe I'm just Come on, slurring man. things. Oh, <laughs> unbelievable. Either way, shattered slash shattered order. You can follow us and support us there as well. Uh possibly some new exciting things there, as we talked about at the beginning of the show. If people are interested with workshops on rosters and Ooh, other things. So snazzy. Check that out. Hell yeah. Wink, you got anything else you want to tell the people? I gotta be honest, I don't. I love you guys. Uh, <laughs> thank you for listening. If you've listened this long, we truly appreciate you. Um, even if you listen to the show at all. Um, agree. Agree. You guys are awesome. Yeah. I just... You guys keep us coming back to do this, so we appreciate you. To everybody out there, we will be back next week for episode 220. We're already one-fifth of the way to 300 so that's pretty crazy <laughs> right Wait, a fifth anyway a fifth of the way to 300 we're we're like 70 74 percent of the way to 300 something like that 74 percent of the do, way to 300 do you even math bro 220 would be <laughs> Do the math, sir. Do the math. Now, if you're only talking, if you're only talking about the distance from two hundred to three hundred, then sure. I said three hundred. What are you talking about? Yes. <laughs> yes, from two hundred to three hundred. Yes, from two hundred to three hundred, we're a fifth of the way. I talk about episodes but, in hundred chunks. All right, we've hit two one oh, hundred well, chunks. We're on our way to three hundred. You, you said on the way to 300. The big milestone would be 300. Okay. And 200 was the last big milestone. So so you're that's resetting what I, meant. Your, I understand. Your I understand okay. where the communication uh, breakdown right. here was. It, All right. The, I'll From 200 to 300. You could have clarified that correctly. It could be that alcohol fucking with me. I don't know. No, I never said from 200. It makes sense. All right. Okay. Anyways, we're almost. We're all. I don't feel like it. We're on our way to 300. That's all I'm saying. (laughs) All right. Anyways, everybody out there, thanks for listening. We appreciate you. And we will be back next week for episode 220. Until then, we are signing off. Thank you for listening. And I'll see you next week. Later.